Pastor Chuk Sogoye is the senior pastor of Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg. Pastor Chooks is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God. He has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. He is the host of the radio broadcast programs Living the Life and Amazing Power of Woman. Over the years, Pastor Chooks has been actively involved in marketplace ministries. He is an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. Here is Pastor Chooks Ogoye. Good evening. Welcome to a beautiful Wednesday evening, another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. Tonight is episode 146, 146, and we have been sharing uh, for the last three days a contemplation uh, titled The Goodness of God Repurposes Satan's Antics. The Goodness of God Repurposes Satan's Antics. Tonight is part three of that contemplation. Um, and we've said a number of things. Uh, let me just uh, rehash, you know, we, we say that the goodness of God is so overwhelmingly powerful that the goodness of God is able to take whatever tricks, whatever antics that Satan is up to, whatever it is that Satan throws, when he throws them, God's goodness is able to mop it up and transform it to good for those who love God. <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter what Satan throws. The goodness of God can take on anything that Satan throws, wrap it together, and turn it for good for them that love God. And, and we've been sharing on that and unpacking on, on that. That when you love God, rest. It doesn't matter what Satan does, it will be turned for your good. The Bible says, for all things work together for good for them all things, all things, positive things, negative things, neutral things, all things work together for good for them that love God. So what it means is that the most important, the most important thing for any human being is to receive the love of God. Because that's only when you can love God. You see, you can't love God if you haven't received his love. When you receive the love of God, you make Satan useless. You know, you, you make the antiques of Satan. If they work for you, they're not just useless. They work for you. They can't, Satan can't hurt you. He really can't hurt you. Even when he thinks he has hurt you, <laughs> it works out for your good. Look at what happened in Jesus' life. Satan thought he had hurt Jesus. He thought he had killed Jesus. You know, he, he thought he had, but what he didn't know was that he helped Jesus fulfill his mission on earth. I'm saying to you, Satan is going to help you fulfill the purpose of God for your life, the purpose of God for your money, the purpose of God for your marriage, the purpose of God. All you need to do is to receive the love of God. Receive that love. And when you receive it, that love works, goes into your life and begins to do amazing things. You know, there was that scripture we, we read yesterday. The Spirit of God is, is prompting me to go back to it. In, in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse, verse 5. Deuteronomy 23, verse 5. It says, Nevertheless, the Lord your God will not listen to Balaam, but the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing. He turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. His love for you is like a blanket 
that wraps around you. And that blanket stays as a shield around you that anything that is sent in your direction that has evil intention, that has evil motive, that has evil uh, uh, mission in your life, because of that blanket of love that is wrapped around you, it is turned around for your good. <laughs> the love of God is able to turn the antiques of the enemy for your good. Let me say it again. The love of God, the goodness of God, repurposes the antiques of the devil and turns it for your good. You got to believe that. That's why the most important thing for you to know is that God loves you. If you know that God loves you, even your own failure will work around for a miracle. Even your own mistakes will be turned around for a miracle. If you know that God loves you, if you can receive the love of God, he will turn around your mistakes, he will turn around your failures, he will turn around your miseries and turn them into a blessing. Just receive the love that the Father has. That's how powerful his love is. You know, you know, Satan, listen, what, 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 what I'm saying tonight is that Satan, Satan's antiques seem to win only because God's people do not know how much he loves them. Hey! That is a, a truth that you need to meditate on deeply. Satan's antiques seem to work to produce the evil that Satan had in his mind because God's people are not established in the Father's love to them. So the moment a person deep, digs deep and knows how much the Father loves them and lives in that love and, and revels in that love, it doesn't matter what Satan comes up, any plan that he's intending, any plan that he's working in his mind, it will come and turn around, it will turn around for your good. Joseph said, what you intend, intended for evil, God also intended it for good. So meaning, while you were intending it, while you were planning it, while you were organizing it, while you were orchestrating it, while you were scheming it for evil, while that was going on, the amazing love of God was also planning good for me. <laughs> planning good. And, and your part is, open your heart and receive God's love. Open your heart and receive his goodness. Open your heart and lock in. Let your faith lock in on the goodness of God. Then you don't have to worry about Satan's antiques anymore. All right, tonight, Romans chapter 12, verse 21. Romans chapter 12, verse 21. The Bible says, do not be overcome by evil. Don't let evil overcome you. Don't let whatever Satan throws down at you overcome you. Don't let evil capture you. Don't let evil overwhelm you. Don't let disappointment overwhelm you. Don't let hurt overwhelm you. Don't let negativity overwhelm you. It doesn't matter what it is. Do not be overcome by evil. So, so watch out. Watch your heart. Don't let evil overpower you. Don't, don't let negativity overwhelm you. And if you are able to resist the negativity from clouding your mind and clouding your judgment and clouding your emotions. In other words, people may do you bad. Don't get bitter. Ah, don't get angry to the point where, you know, the evil overcomes you. Don't be overcome by evil. Don't allow evil to ever wrap around you. And, and that makes a lot of sense because you are the light of the world. You are light. God is light. You are light. How can darkness cover light 
It says don't allow it because it's, it's an aberration, it's an abnormality. You are right. Don't let evil cover you. Don't become bitter because people around you, you know, treating you so badly. That, that you're allowing evil to overcome you. Don't, don't become uh, 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 sinister because somebody, you know, was sinister towards you. No, don't, don't let evil overcome you. But he says, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil. Every time evil manifests, good will trumpet. Good will overpower evil. All the time, good is more powerful than evil. So, so he says, don't let evil overcome you, but overcome evil with good. So every time that someone throws evil at you, don't let it capture you. You know, as I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying this, I see a picture of, you know, like a net, like a, 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 a net thrown to capture somebody. Don't, he said, don't let that net wrap around you. Don't let negativity cover you. Don't let it. But instead, throw your own net of good and use that net <laughs> to overcome evil. Do you know that what God is telling us to do here is what he does for us? What God is telling us to do in Romans chapter 12 verse 21 is what he does for us. God never allows evil to overcome him, but instead he overcomes evil with good. So every evil that enemy throws at us, God overcomes it with good. So God overcomes that evil, overpowers it, turns it around, and produces good out of it. That's why he's God. And he says, I want to do this for you. All I need from you is your faith. Your faith to allow me to do it. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to engage with God. Without faith, it's impossible to bring the power of God and the resources of God to, to, to bear. So he says, have faith in my goodness and I will walk goodness out of every bad situation. Out of every disappointment, out of every delay, out of every assault from the kingdom of darkness, out of every whatever it is Satan throws at you. If you believe in my goodness, it will work for your good. If you can just release your faith in my goodness, it will work for your good. That's what the Spirit of God is saying to us. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that's what God does. He overcomes evil with good. And he says, agree with me. Let me overcome all the evil that the enemy is throwing at you. He, I know, I know that brother is, is being used by the devil to, to make life miserable for you. God says, hand it over to me. Believe in my goodness. I'm going to turn it around for you, for your good. I'm going to work it for your good. <laughs> because I know how to overcome evil with good. I know how to overcome evil with good. Now, 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 this is a message that believers all around the world need to understand. If we understand this, then it will be, it will be pointless trying to, you know, fight our enemies evil for evil, fire for fire. No. God says overcome evil with good. So when they throw us fire, we, 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 we throw water on the fire, capture the fire, quench it with the water, and then send them the water of life. Hallelujah. Send them the water of life so that the water of life can nourish them and refresh them. And when that is done, they will stop throwing fire. They will stop, they will stop throwing arrows. Send them good. Overcome evil with good. 
That's what the Bible says. And that's what God does. Every evil that has been sent in your direction, every evil plan, uh, purpose, sinister agenda, uh, activity that Satan has sent to obstruct something that God is doing in your life, I'm telling you now, God is working to overcome it with good. How is he going to overcome it with good? He's going to throw his good nature. <laughs> he's going to throw his goodness. His good, yes, he's going to throw it at that situation. And then, who? Take over that situation, transform it, and produce good for his children. That's something about the nature of God that every believer needs to understand. That's why we're taking this master class, understanding the goodness of God. Because when you understand the, the very nature of the God, of the Father that, that you serve, there are some things you take advantage of, of, of the blessing of knowing that attribute of him, to, of knowing that, that, that part of his nature, that this is how he is. He is, he, he, this is how he is. If you have faith in my goodness, everything will work for your good. Let me say it again. God is saying to you this evening, if you have faith in my goodness, everything, evil, good, everything thrown at you by the enemy, thrown at you by, by evil people, everything will work for your good if you have faith in my goodness. In other words, believe that I am good to you and all that will happen will be good. <laughs> believe that I am good to you. I can take the mess and turn it into a message. I can take the test and turn it into a testimony. I can take the stumbling block and turn it into a stepping stone. I am an expert at taking what was meant for evil and turn it for your good. Just believe that I am a good God. Believe that my goodness is ever radiating towards you. That's what the God, God of heaven is saying to you this evening. I believe that my goodness is pouring out towards you at all times. Nothing is coming to you except good things. When you believe that, even evil things go through a transformation. <laughs> under that atmosphere of your faith, under that magnetic field you created around yourself by believing in the goodness of God, even evil that is being sent in your direction, evil that is being targeted at you, that magnetic, magnetic field around you transforms that evil and produces good for you. So that when the enemy thinks he's hurting you, he sees you nourished. Hey! When he thinks he's hurting you, he sees you nourished. When he thinks he's delaying you, he sees you propelling, going faster. Hallelujah. Going, going higher. When he thinks he's trying to shortchange you, he sees you abounding. Why? Because of what you believe. That thing you believe created an atmosphere around you. That thing lets your faith in the goodness of God be so strong that that magnetic field around you is so strong. Anything that enters into it is intercepted and transformed into good for you. Because your faith in the goodness of God will cause everything that comes in your direction. Everything is working for you. That delay is working for you. That, 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 that blockage is working for you. Come on, somebody. I said that blockage is working for you. That resistance is working for you. That obstacle is working for you. That mountain is working for you. That's what God is wanting to do for you. Believe him. Meaning that you're not believing in the goodness of God is a problem for God. It's a problem for God's plan for you. You're not believing in it. It's the problem. You got to believe. <laughs> believe that God is good to you. Believe that he wants to do you good. And your faith in his goodness changes everything. 
Do you know that what it simply says is that if you believe that God is good to you, it doesn't matter who is bad towards you. <laughs> it turns for your good. Let me say that again. If you believe with all of your heart, with totality, <laughs> with finality, you believe that God is good to you. Listen to this. It doesn't matter who wants to be bad towards you. It will all turn around for your good. <laughs> Just because you believe that God is good to you. The people who want to do bad to you, it will whoop, capture their badness, capture their evil intentions, capture their evil motives, transform it, squeeze it around, turn it around, and it becomes good. So what they threw at you to kill you ends up promoting you, ends up nourishing you. Hey, hey. I said what they threw at you to kill you ends up nourishing you. You become fatter by it. You become bigger by it. You become greater by it. You become higher by it. Hallelujah. Satan's antiques are repurposed by the faith in the goodness of God. And this is so key for surviving and thriving and flourishing. Can I announce to the church of Jesus Christ in South Africa what the enemy meant for evil? God is turning it around for our good. Yes. So, whether the churches are closed, whether they try to persecute us, whether they try to oppose us, I am saying to you, what the enemy meant for evil, God is turning it around for our good. All we need to do is believe in the goodness of God towards the church. Jesus says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail, meaning the gates of hell, whatever it is that they are throwing, instead of it to walk and prevail against the church, it becomes bigger for the church. You know, remember the children of Israel, while they were in captivity in Egypt, the Bible says the more they persecuted them, the more they grew. <laughs> The more they persecuted them, the more they grew. Persecution became fertilizer. <laughs> persecution became fertilizer. Oppression became fertilizer. I declare today, persecution against your life is fertilizer. Oppression against your life is fertilizer. Whatever the devil is trying to use to hold back your blessing has become fertilizer for you. It's nourishing you. It's feeding you. It's blowing you up. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Persecution is fertilizer. Is nourishment. Opposition is nourishment. So why are you crying about your position? I know, I know sometimes, you see, our weak minds, that's what God is trying to get out of us. That's what he's trying to accomplish by this teaching. Our weak minds is what makes us see opposition and become overwhelmed by opposition. No, no, no. I speak strength to your inner man. 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 That opposition is nourishing you it's supposed to nourish you and is nourishment for you you feed fat by it you feed oh yes you feed fat by it you are you are dripping oil by it you are dripping fatness by it in the name of jesus then the enemy just gets angry what? How come I'm oppressing this guy, but he's getting bigger? I'm oppressing this guy, but he's getting fatter. I'm oppressing this guy, but he's going higher. I am, oh my goodness, I am, I am trying to press this guy down, but he's developing muscles. <laughs> he's developing capacity. He's growing bigger. My God. And then he backs off. And guess what? When he backs off, what do you have left? 
still the goodness of God. <laughs> when he backs off, what you still have is the goodness of God. So, anyhow he does it, you win. <laughs> Did you hear what I'm saying? Anyhow he does it, you win. Anyhow Satan does it, you win. Whether he comes into position, you win. He leaves you alone, you win. He ignores you, you win. He attacks you, you win. Everywhere you go, you win. No wonder the Bible says, thanks be unto God who causes us to triumph always by Christ Jesus. Always. We win. So Satan, Satan smiles at you. You win. Satan spits at you. You win. Satan hugs you. You win. Satan spits at, you know, punches you. You win. It doesn't matter. Whatever he throws, you win. Hey, 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 hey. This is the good life. Somebody, hallelujah. This is the good life that God has called me and you. That's why we got to embrace his goodness. We got to know the God we serve. That's why scripture says those that know their God, they shall be strong and do exploit. Why? Because when you know your God, it produces strength. It produces incredible amount of strength. It produces incredible amount of strength. When you know your God, <laughs> you are strong and you do exploit. Now, now look, look at look at. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. This is so good. This is so good. Philippians 2, verse 13. He said, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. I, I saw this scripture in new light. As I meditated on this message this morning, I saw it in, the, in, in, in new light. Earlier in the day, I was meditating on this. Listen, it is God who works in you. So whatever the enemy throws at you, there's one that is working in you. He's working in you. So, so what is working in you captures whatever is thrown at you. Whatever comes at you, comes at your, at your finances, at your marriage, at your health, at your children, at your career, at your ministry, at your whatever is coming at you. There is something working in you. <laughs> this is why that faith you have in the goodness of God inside of you, that faith in the goodness of God inside of you is what God needs to work in you, but to will. So he works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. So, so, so he works it in you and you find yourself willing the will of God. Willing the pleasure of God. Saying yes. Saying yes to the pleasure of God. That's what it means to will his good pleasure. And to do his good pleasure. Do you know his good pleasure is to bless you? His good pleasure is to protect you. His good pleasure is to promote you. His good pleasure is to lift you up. His good pleasure is to keep your head high. Oh, look, remember that song? Or that, that song from Psalm 3. For thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You are my glory and the lifter of my head. And the lifter of my head. He is working in you to lift your head. He is working in you to lift your head. He is working in you to lift your head. All that is required is for you to believe in you that he is good towards you. What you believe inside of you is what he uses to work his good will in your life and work his good pleasure. I'm saying everything is working for his good pleasure in your life. Everything. Everything. 
The good pleasure of God. The good pleasure of God. You know, the only thing that gives God pleasure are, are good things in your life. You get that? God is so good. The only thing that gives him pleasure is your progress, is your increase, is your fulfillment of his plan for your life, is your becoming all that he wants you to become, is your receiving everything Jesus died on the cross for you to receive. That's what gives him good pleasure. So he's working in you to make you will and to do his good pleasure. So your part is to believe the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Look at, look at Psalm 112 verse 7. Psalm 112 verse 7. I'm going to tell you a story just now. Psalm 112 verse 7. Psalm 112. The Bible says, He will not be afraid of evil tidings. <laughs> I prophesy to you, you are not afraid of evil tidings. You are not afraid of, it doesn't matter, evil tidings means bad news. You're not afraid of bad news. You're not afraid of bad news. Why? <laughs> Why? Because you know that bad news is working good news for you. <laughs> bad news is working good news for you. Bad news is turning around and producing good news for you. Yeah? That's what the Bible says. He is not afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the goodness of the Lord. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Once your heart is steadfast, that's what I'm telling you, something has to happen inside of you. That's why I'm laboring in the word of God to bring these teachings. Something is happening, must happen inside of you. Your heart has to be steadfast. The problem is that our heart is not steadfast. Our heart, our heart is shaky. <laughs> when you see evil tidings, your heart begins to shake. Your heart begins to shake. When, 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 when you see Satan you know, you know, sending an assault, attack against you, your heart begins... No, your heart needs to be steadfast. Oh, declare my heart is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. My heart is anchored on the goodness of God. Trusting in Him. Trusting in that goodness. That's what it means. Trusting in the Lord means trusting that His goodness will overflow. Once my heart is steadfast, I cannot be afraid of evil tidings. Because evil tidings become good news. <laughs> I prophesy, I declare in the name of Jesus, every evil tiding against your life becomes good news for you right now in the name of Jesus. Every evil tiding, every bad news, every, every negativity becomes good news for you now in the name of Jesus. Good news for you now in the name of Jesus. So, I'll tell you two stories. My time is running. In Daniel chapter 6, the people in Daniel's times, his contemporaries were jealous of, of his excellent track record and the promotion of God and the things that God was doing in his life. So they were jealous and they wanted to hurt Daniel. You know, isn't it amazing how you, you order, your, order your ways before the Lord and you become successful and you become favored and you are doing well and then, the same evil people, they become jealous of you. They become envious. And then their, their negativity, their small-mindedness, instead of them to, you know, connect with what you're doing, ask you how you're doing it, and find out your secret, and learn from you, and do the same so that they can be blessed, they, 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 they come against you. They become antagonistic. They become, they become vessels of, 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 of acrimony against you. That's what they did to Daniel. So they tried to plot against him 
and they could not find a, 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 a justifiable accusation that can work against him. So they thought the only way to catch Daniel is in matters that has to do with his, his, his relationship with God. That's the only way we are going to catch him. Any other thing we are trying, it's not going to work. Only with matters that this man is so dedicated to his God. So what are we going to do? They went and connived with, the, with one another and approached the king with a proposal. And the king didn't know the motive of this proposal. They didn't know the motive of this proposal was to capture Daniel and destroy Daniel. They, he didn't know because this king loved Daniel. The Bible said that this king wanted, was proposing to promote Daniel to be higher than all the other leaders in his government, in his administration. He loved Daniel so much, and they sensed the king's love for Daniel and, and his, in his you know, uh, uh, difference to Daniel and his uh, preferential disposition and demeanor to Daniel. So they wanted to counter that, and they came up with a law. And that law was a law that's supposed to mas massage the ego of the king. They said to king, from today, you are God. Everybody must pray to you. <laughs> Everybody must pray to you. And the king was like, whoa, you know, these are hidden people that don't know anything about, about righteousness. And the king thought it was a good idea that everybody in this kingdom, the whole great Babylonian kingdom, everybody will worshiping me and praising me. Aha! They, they said to him, yes, sign it into law. Sign it in such a way that it's irrevocable. And that's what they did. They pushed him and the king signed it. This is law from today going forward. Daniel heard about the law. He said, that's your business. <laughs> that is your business. Me, I will worship God. Me, I will call upon the name of the Lord our God. I believe in the goodness of God. And I'm going to lock in on the goodness of God. I don't know what you people are talking about. The Bible says, Daniel prayed three times a day. At his hour of prayer, he went to his house, opened his window, turned into Jerusalem, <laughs> and faced Jerusalem and prayed. Basically, Daniel was connecting with with, with the covenant that Solomon made <laughs> with God. When Solomon said to God, you know, anybody who faces this temple and prays, you will hear. And, and Daniel realized, uh, <laughs> these people are trying to come against something. Uh, and there is a covenant of the goodness of God that was established by my great-great-grandfather, Solomon. Yes, yes, yes. By, by, by our king, long time ago. I am going to reenact that covenant of the goodness of God. So he went and faced Jerusalem to pray. Immediately he knelt down to pray. They jumped on him and said, Hey, we've arrested you. We've caught you. You are going against the law. And they came and told the king, Ah, look at that guy that you trusted. Look at that guy. He couldn't even, he couldn't even honor this law to make you God. He was praying to his God in Jerusalem. Ah, look at him. And the Bible says, And the king was so upset when he found out that this one was done to trap, to trap Daniel. And then he, 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 Bible says he walked to try and free Daniel from the consequences of this thing. And it was not possible. These people insisted, Daniel must die. Daniel must die. Daniel must be thrown into the lion's den. And Daniel said, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you guys can throw me into the lion's den. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, because I know something. <laughs> what you meant for evil, God is about to turn it around for my good. I believe in the goodness of God. I believe in the goodness of God. So it doesn't matter. Every evil directed against me is going to work for my good. It's okay. I don't care. I don't mind. They threw him into the lion's den overnight. And when Daniel entered the lion's den overnight, all the lions says, hello, master. Oh, you are here. My goodness, we are also enjoying the goodness of God. 
So we're going to enjoy the goodness of God together tonight. And the Bible said the old lions, they were, they were like little cats before Daniel. The whole night, nothing happened to Daniel. In the morning, the king could not sleep the whole night. He prayed. The Bible said he even fasted. He even fasted, calling upon the same God of Daniel. Please help Daniel. Don't let the lions eat Daniel. And, and then in the morning, he, he woke up very early to come and check. Daniel, has your God saved you? Daniel said, my God has saved me. I'm here. I'm here. And here, the goodness of God has saved me. And the Bible says, the king ordered for Daniel to be brought out. And Daniel was brought out. And the king summoned all those people who were rallying yesterday. All those people who were, you know, shouting for joy that Daniel was going to be thrown into the lions. Then he rallied them plus their families and fed them to the lions. And the Bible said the lions jumped up and broke their bones while they were in the air and ate them up. And, and, and Daniel came out. And when Daniel came out, he was promoted. Not only was promoted, his God was nationalized. The king says, everybody from now on must bow down and worship this God of Daniel. This is the real God. Not this nonsense, nonsense propaganda you guys came up with. This is the real God. Everybody must. Can you see what the enemy meant for evil? Turned around for Daniel's good. Daniel is now without those opposition, those antagonists, those people that were fighting him. They are gone. They have been, they've been fed to the lions. Lions have eaten them. And now Daniel has has a whole empire to, to administrate without the antagonism of his haters. And he was promoted. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good. I told us on Monday, I was going to tell us a story, a contemporary story, of a, a man called St. Patrick. Of this same principle we're talking about, uh, uh, of, of God turning, repurposing the antiques of the enemy. St. Patrick was captured as a young child. From, from England, and he was captured and taken to Ireland as a slave. And for six years, he was a slave in Ireland, feeding animals and, 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 and being, you know, rough-handled and, and maltreated. But in the midst of what the enemy meant for evil, as that, as that uh, St. Patrick, he wasn't a saint then, Patrick was looking after animals and, and growing, he, he found God. And began to develop a deep relationship with God. Very deep relationship. Where he was looking after animals in the field. He began to pray. And began to meditate. And over six years, he prayed for, for Ireland. He prayed for God to use him. And then one day he felt the Spirit of God ask him to escape. And he ran away. And escaped slavery. And went back. And, and he carried on with his relationship with God. And one time, he, he was praying and God told him, it's time to go back to Ireland to go and win souls for me. It's time to go back to Ireland. And, and he obeyed God and came back. In the same place where he was held as a slave in captivity, rough-handled, maltreated, he came back there as a deliverer for the people. And the Bible said, not the Bible, history says that Patrick began to win souls began to preach the gospel, make disciples, win souls, and he was moving in the power of God. Oh yes, the, the, the history has it that he was raising people from the dead, even people who have been buried many years. He will open their graves and raise them from the dead. He was such a man that moved in the power of God. But the history has it that he planted over 300 churches and got over 100,000 people saved. People were in awe of the power of God flowing through him. 
what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good. He ended up being a missionary to Ireland and, and brought that people from heathen religions, from heathen religions to serve the living God. God used them. That's what I'm saying. What has the enemy thrown at you? What has the enemy le you know, leveled against you? I see the power of God turning it around for your good. All you need to do is believe in the goodness of God. Father, I pray for faith in your goodness to resound in our hearts. Faith in your goodness. Somebody who has failed. Somebody who has been checkmated by the devil. Somebody who has been sequestrated by the devil. Somebody who has been denied by the enemy. Somebody who has been attacked by the enemy. Somebody who has been in, in, you know, harassed by the devil. Today, I pray for their faith in the goodness of God to be, to be resurrected, to be stirred up. To be stirred up. That they would hold on to that faith in the goodness of God. And watch every one of these assaults, every one of these attacks, every one of these uh, uh, um, um, arrows from the enemy turn around for their good. Lord, I thank you because you are repurposing everything Satan had meant for evil against us. You are repurposing for good. We give you praise this evening. Thank you for answering us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. I hope this blessed you. You need to share this broadcast, share this teaching, and send it to all your friends. Send it to your family. Send it to your enemies. Send it to your haters. And watch the goodness of God begin to turn around in your life. Turn around what the enemy meant for evil. Turn it around for good. I see goodness manifesting for you left, right, center, everywhere. Everything is working for you. Let me say it again. Everything is working for you. It's good night. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.